Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herbert, and our game master is John Hope. This is episode 15. Our recap will be given by Holly Buto as her character, Edith Thomas. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Holly? It's been a very strange day. Dr. Long of the Tuesday Night Academy arrived today with a very strange assortment of friends. Mr. Cordova has a very odd manner about him, and I don't think he is quite in his right mind. And Dr. Saladin spoke openly about using drugs, but they are friendly and it's nice to see new faces. Mitri and Vasily seem to like them well enough and their credentials recommend them. And they've been kind enough to help me with Sylvia. She's been acting very strange. Hank said he hadn't seen her in a few days and she left a bill unpaid. When I went to check on her, she was loading crates of produce into her truck. And I know she lied to me about what she was doing with it. Could this have anything to do with the meteor shower a few days ago? The fire watch said that while there was evidence that something fell, they couldn't actually find anything. Sylvia was definitely headed in that direction with the produce. She left behind a map with what I believe is her destination. Dr. Long and his friends have offered to go with me to try and find her and possibly see if something fell the other night. We ran into Mother in the Woods and she was very cagey and secretive about what she was doing and she was trying very hard to get us all to leave the area. What are all these strange noises we keep hearing? I don't think I've heard anything quite like it since I've arrived in Montana. And I think I heard Dr. Long's friends mention something about an albino man. Wait, I think I just heard Mr. Cordova and Mr. Cuthbert screaming. What on earth has happened? Awesome. Yes, what on earth is happening? Zebedee, Cornelius, you see this huge hulking creature with a horribly scarred right side. Half of his skull is is denuded of flesh. You see the open bone eye socket. You see uh, horrible blistering and, and, and flesh that's been stripped away from the right arm with huge boils all over the flesh. As it stands there roaring at you, before you have an instant to do anything, it takes its left arm and it, it swings around powerfully, striking a tree with such force, a tree is falling at you guys. I need you both to make dodge rolls. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. 86. Cornelius, you uh, duck out of the way. And uh, you are only going to take two points of damage from uh, limbs and brush that hit you. Plus, you were kind of on a rise, so now you're kind of rolling down into the uh, you know faux ravine that everybody else is in. Uh, but uh, poor Mr. Zebedee Cordova, you are struck full on by the tree and limbs. But only take five points of damage. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a major wound, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Five points. Well, make a make a uh, con roll. Is it half? If it was it half or more of your existing hit yeah. points? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah okay. that is because my existing was only my existing's only seven so all right so, so how, never how was your how was your con roll uh i succeeded okay yeah. yeah it seriously hurts but it was not a major wound but you probably heard something uh break or could be bruised who knows um zebedee i need you to make a luck roll for me okay Ninety-two. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just I'm keeping track of something here. Uh, okay, everyone else in the in the in the ravine, you know, you're only thirty-five yards away or so. Um, you heard that weird noise, and then suddenly a tree is felled, and it's really hard to see because of the darkness. But you know, it's almost like the uh, uh, something got a slightly darker in a darker area, but a tree fell and you hear both men, Zebedee and Cornelius yelping. And uh, you guys do see Cornelius kind of tumbling down the rise that they had been on. And he's tumbling down into the ravine, not too far from you guys. What do you do? Cornelius. Sylvia. Oh dear God. Sylvia <clears throat> is uh, near you, Edith. And she's like, uh, God damn it. Get those boys out of here quickly. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Cornelius. Yeah, I'm making my way in, in the direction. Mother, of mother, too. stay, stay there. Just stay there. Okay. Cornelius, where Zebedee? <laughs> Zebedee, are you okay? Be be careful. There's a there's a tremendous beast out here. It it just pushed this tree over on us. Bear, what? I don't know. I just got a quick glimpse of it. It looked giant, like a huge ape. It was burnt, and it didn't look happy. A bear couldn't push over a tree. That's ridiculous. There certainly aren't any large apes here. Not in the United States. Uh, I'm going to start yeah. going up the hill towards Zebedee. Or up yeah, we're heading towards... Well, we can see where... We can see... I can see where... Uh, where Cornelius is. And you can hear it's not like he's unconscious. You can hear Cornelius, or you can hear Zebedee uh, moaning and I'm assuming crying for help. But he Cornelius. he has been pinned Zeb by this tree. From, from, uh, from my position, uh, and since I guess I'm nearby Zeb, do, do we see the, the big creature or has that just disappeared? Uh if for Cornelius, you look in that direction, you don't see him. Okay. And is Zeb in the direction of where that creature was or? Zeb is exactly where he was. He failed to, to duck out of the way and a tree pinned him to the ground. Okay. So I'm going to maneuver over to Zeb and try to help him perform first aid. Okay. He is pinned under a tree. Okay. Help, help us move this tree out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need help up here. How big is the tree? Oh. Uh, Let's get some of these lower branches where a uh, small tree could weigh 2,000 pounds. Who, who all is attempting to help lift the tree? We Was need a lever. We need a lever. It hurts. All right. All the, all the men. Yeah. All we'll the men see. are I'm helping go back, to lift. I'm going to go back to Sylvia. Yeah. If, okay. we, if we get around the 
uh, I mean, the roots will still be out of the ground. It'll be an angle of some kind. If we get near the base, we can shoulder it enough, at least that we can scramble out or be slipped out. We don't have to move be, it be careful, the though. If it suddenly rolls in his direction, he's going to be crushed. It so is there. With four, with four members attempting to lift the tree, I'm going to try and make this a little simple. I need all four people to make strength rolls. I need at least two of you to have hard successes. Just a 90 is not a hard success. I failed. I'm not just a shape. standard standard success only. I'm trying to roll, but there's a kitten that won't let me get my dice. Ah, <laughs> new kitten! It knows. <laughs> it knows I'm due. <laughs> if Professor Baxter can get an extreme, maybe? No, what? just a regular success. Oh, what would it take to how much luck to make it a hard? Oh, um, I would, oh, it would take 12 in my case. And for not, me, what the it question. would take a 40. Oof. No, 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 uh, uh, 34. It would take three, it would burn all but 10 of my luck. <laughs> well, then we need to get a lever or something to give us extra, or or maybe. Is there a, a sharp, hefty branch we can like sort of dig the soft soil out from under him and maybe kind of remove him from underneath as opposed to lifting it up? Oh, okay. Is okay. That yeah, that that, that's possible. If uh, if you want to try digging under, oh, yeah. um, I um, it, again, it would take probably a group effort to do this. Okay. Um, and I would need at least two of you to have standard successes. Oh, with the strength? Strength test, yeah. Oh, well, I got a three that time. Ninety-three. I'm progressively getting worse. <laughs> Ninety. Don't, don't hurt yourself, yeah. Doctor Long. Doctor Long and Doctor Zeno just Cornelius. Really oh, I succeeded. Twenty-eight. So okay. Well, then, with the diligent efforts of uh, Professor Philip Baxter, Baxter and uh, Cornelius Cuthbert, you are able to successfully dig under and uh, retrieve uh, Zebedee. Uh, he seems to be in real bad physical shape. In that time, Edith, uh, Sylvia has jumped into her truck, fired it up, and has, has wheeled it around so that it is close to okay. to all the action. You know? <laughs> we, have, we have to get the she's, step in the she's, truck. She's cruel, but not right, right. that cruel. <laughs> So she whips around, bringing her truck around right. uh, to be used as an ambulance. Yeah, I'll, right, so I'll, I'll get Zeb into truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've climbed up Rich. Like, the, come on, my mom's got the car. Let's go. Come on. Before, before we move him, can we tell if something's broken? Leg, arm? Um, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone, well, someone would have to, or... yeah, someone would have to do a, um, uh, a medicine or first aid test. I, I'm real good with first aid. May I perform? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, there we go. It's a standard success on the first aid. 40, okay. 43 out of uh, 71. Yeah, it looks like he has uh, most likely cracked, if not broken, several ribs. Oh, geez. Oh, Zeb. All right. So let's yeah. carry him carefully. 
it's not gonna hurt. it's not gonna feel good all right yeah i'll just sort of all right help them yeah help them get to the uh truck can do, do we have a, a nice place to to put them out in the truck the bed Lay flat the bed yeah Perfect. Okay, I rush back to where he was pinned to the uh, uh, by the tree and look briefly around the, the grounds. Give me, uh, it is since near near midnight, give me a spot hidden with a penalty die. Uh, all right, wait a minute. There. Oh, darn it. <laughs> no, fail. You don't seem to find anything. Cornelius, we have to go. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Come on, Zeb. All right. I don't understand, it. Professor Cuthbert. What happened? Well, there was this big creature. It looked like a giant ape. It, it must have been at least eight feet tall. It was huge. Zeb and I both saw it clearly. And uh, it, I, we might have startled it. It swung its arm and it crash this tree down i'm i'm guessing the tree must have had some rotten roots to come over so easily because but still it was horrific there's uh there are legends um american indian legends about a creature called a sasquatch oh i've heard of that yes that could have been it it was horribly burnt though it looked like fresh wounds almost wondering if it had anything to do with the the uh the impact the, the, the meteor Maybe. Maybe I don't know. We need to we, we need to get out of here. We need to get back to Edith's truck. So it, it, we we need to get him to a way. hospital or to a yeah. doctor. Yes. Yeah. Zeb, Zeb, we're getting you help, Zeb. Get, no, come closer. I need to uh, whisper something in your ear, Cornelius. Uh, it, is the book okay? <laughs> did you lose the book? Where, where's the where? What did you do with the book? Look in my jacket. Okay, all right. So I'll I'll look in the jacket. The jacket pocket is empty. It's, it's not. It's it. It looks fine. It's fine. There's nothing to worry about, Zeb. I am psychology. <laughs> I I'm too obsessed about that book. I have to. You may be too much in pain, Doctor Baxter. Uh, I'm sure that. Uh, Edith, <laughs> Edith's mother knows more than she's saying, obviously, about what's up here. And from the sound of things, this large and powerful creature is a vegetarian, maybe a, a raw foodist. So you guys are in the truck. Sylvia is driving. Who's in the cab with her? Edith, I assume. Yes. yes. Okay. Anybody else with Edith in the cab with Sylvia? I am. Okay, Dr. Saladin. I'm, yes, I'm, Cornelius. I'm staying in the back with Zeb. I'm I'm by his side okay. the whole way. I'm I'm gonna make sure he's taken care of. He's gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay, Zeb. All right. Some, somebody should walk back to our truck. It's on the way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sylvia right. so will we'll end up driving right past it, so yeah. she'll see it and slow down. And uh, does anyone want to? interact with anybody hey i want to talk now. to sylvia yes. okay what do you want? all right go look, ahead um look look mother a man nearly died now will you tell me what is going on here one of my friends nearly died edith 
and she's just you know hands white knuckled on the wheel as she's driving downhill in the dark you know lights are obviously on but she's driving downhill off-roading she's like you there are there are some some people who needed my help and i'm doing what i can to help him man i don't think you would understand uh, how do you think how did the uh, sasquatch get injured I am sitting right there. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. And uh, and so Sylvia, you know, kind of does this bug eye as she looks at you. She says, uh, I think they found whatever that was that fell from the sky. They, there's more than one. There's a tribe. Just shut your mouth. She drives in the dark. Yes, ma'am. All right, she makes it to Edith's truck. I'll just get out. I need to see this vehicle back to the observatory anyway. But the yeah. rest of you want to keep riding on. Well, I don't know. Sylvia might kick you all out. <laughs> I, I think I'll come with you. <laughs> My yeah. goodness, your mother has a mouth on her. Uh, um, I, I, is, is it possible, uh, um, Sylvia, is it possible? I. Zeb's really busted up and moving him around is not good. I, is it at all possible to get a, a ride straight to the nearest hospital? We'll pay for gas, whatever it takes, whatever, whatever compensation you seem uh, to, to be appropriate. I'll be more than happy to make sure Zeb's okay. Yeah, Edith knows the way better. Why don't you just go ahead? He's fine. Transfer him over to Edith's truck and, you know, Doc Peabody can see you down in in uh, in Garrison. All right. Okay. Can we uh, can we do a makeshift uh, stretcher to make sure he moves as little as possible with all of the broken bones? We we don't have that kind of. We just time, have to move we? him ourselves very carefully. I, I, I will. I will. Cornelius, damage. I will let you make a first aid roll to see if you can move him without inflicting another one point of damage. Get a 90, you throw him over your shoulder. Oh, I did, you a, did a double oh five for you. <laughs> All right. That double oh five for Thank you. Thank God. I'm only on two HP. <laughs> so you were able to transfer him from one vehicle to the other without inflicting any additional damage. Can can I can we all can I uh do first aid to help at least stabilize and maybe prop him up a little? Sure. Oh perfect. Okay, please, please, please good something good 28 that is a hard a hard success for uh, for helping bandage regain one hit point <sighs> and you guys are now all able to go to edith's truck all right you're gonna be okay Zab. before Hold driving on, before driving away sylvia uh looks at edith and says girl you just stay out of this keep your business on the observatory we're trying to help. I am your only child, mother. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying. And to I'm leave. trying to help you. I want you to stay safe. Stay out of this. Miss Thomas, we do need to go. Okay. Have a good evening, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And she gets in her truck and leaves. Yes, Cornelius. Come closer again. 
please. Well, I've sobered up. <laughs> I feel slightly lighter. Are you sure the book's okay? I'm pretty sure. It, it, it has pages. Just you rest. You really need to focus on, on uh, just resting and staying still. I trust you, my friend. So, Edith, do you wish to drive them into yes. Garrison? Uh, I, I'm going to turn to them and say, I feel very shaken up. Is anyone a very good driver? I don't know how well my nerves are going to get us down this. I um, don't know how to drive, so. Well, I'm an okay driver. I'm 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 pumped a little bit. You you you're you're down a leg, Cornelius. <laughs> oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> just, keep forgetting. just coast. Never mind, never mind. I'll just, I'll drive. It's fine. It is downhill. Should be fine. That's fair. I have base drive. <laughs> do I need to drive auto? You do not. Okay. Plus. Is this, uh, is this your car or is this uh, Dimitri or... Uh... It, it, I, I could say it's hers. It's yours. Because okay. they've been using it, haven't they? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Unsurprising. Uh, all right. As quickly as possible. So you guys head down to uh, Garrison for uh, uh, Doc Peabody's place. So it's a it's a very small town. You know, clinic wouldn't even qualify as a hospital. Uh, it's a converted house, and uh, Doc Peabody. You know, it's actually is also his personal residence right you know so he lives on one side of the of the building and then the other side is the public clinic so he's available at all hours if need be uh and so you guys come wheeling in at about 1 a.m and um and doc peabody uh starts doing what he can um and so he gets uh you know he gets some bandages and stuff wrapped around amy he uh does a pretty thorough examination um and uh and he gives some medicine to uh zebedee to make him sleep and uh have less pain so uh zebedee is conked out in the uh, in the hospital in the clinic bed and uh and he tells you guys that uh he's gonna need to sleep uh he's pretty busted up but uh uh as long as he you know stays off his feet and, and everything he he'll recover uh, on his own, but this was, this was pretty bad. He, uh, he probably should, uh, you know, get back and, uh, and be in a regular bed somewhere, but that'll be for tomorrow. He says, you guys can, can, uh, go home and uh, come back, uh, tomorrow afternoon. And, uh, I can discharge him into your care. Uh, but he, he definitely needs to, needs to take it easy. Is is he going out of Zeb's airshot? Is Zeb already conked out? Yep, he's already out. He's already okay. asleep. All right. Um. Uh, so, doctor, there's there's no. He's not going to be able to wake up in the middle of the night. He's 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 not been himself lately, and he needs a, he needs a vacation. He's a, he's sometimes a little delusional just recently, and I I don't I don't want to make I want to make sure he doesn't sneak out at night. You don't think he's going to wake up from the sedatives, do you? No, no, he should be fine. I, I've treated uh, men with shell shock before, and 
Um, he, he should be fine. You know, he should be, he should, he should be out enough to where he won't even be bothered by his nightmares, but, uh, that's yeah. wonderful. Do you, do you know, is there a place nearby that you would recommend to help, uh, uh, help him. He's occasionally has these bouts of shell shock from the war and he's going through a rough time. And I think he could really benefit from, I don't know, at least several days unplugged. Is there anywhere you would recommend not far? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a hospital, uh, in, uh, uh, Helena, but you know, that's a, that's a ways away. That's closest we got. We don't, we don't have much out here. Yeah, we might just have to take uh, take that as our next step. Thank you so much, Doctor. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, you guys go on home, and um, you can come and check on him tomorrow afternoon. He should be fit enough to travel, but definitely needs uh, a long rest. I'll have a prescription for him so uh, to, to take care of the pain. Really? So it was an odd expression you used. Uh, what is Zebedee supposed to be unplugged from? Oh. <laughs> Life support. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, he, needs a, he needs a break. He needs a break from all of this, Dr. Long. Yeah, well, part of me, I'm a little, I'm a little grateful that he lost that book of his out in the woods. I don't think it was doing him any good. But that's still an important book that might what? have several clues. We should go back during daylight and try to recover it. Which Not book did he him. leave in the woods? I don't know. He, kept, he was carrying this book around with him, wasn't he? Oh, was it the book of Ibon? Was it something else? It was the... the I don't know. Cornelius? Oh, um... He was obsessed with that book. Yeah. It was... Did, did we ever get to see the title of that book yes you knew this is the one he had for a while it was book of ibon okay yeah it is a book of ibon there can be there could be many answers to some of these puzzles in it i think it's important for us to get it back we just can't let zed dive back into it just quite yet he's he needs rest he needs to be away from this sort of thing I don't like the idea of that book being out in the woods overnight. What if it rains? That's an uh, almost impossible to replace. But do, do you want to go back there tonight, Baxter? I don't particularly want to meet one of Sylvia's friends. Did you get anything out of her? This, I assume, is truck talk as we've left the clinic. Uh, Dr. Saladin mentioned the Sasquatch? It's an old legend, uh, a hairy ape. Well, they wouldn't have called him eight man. It's, it's not a legend. Zeb and I saw this. I, you, you, I look at me. I'm, I'm not losing my mind. I saw this gigantic ape. It was pretty clearly outlined in the moonlight. It's, it's not like I couldn't see it at all. It was there. This thing's real. It pushed that tree down. Well, obviously, Sylvia was out there bringing it food. She said that that was. She got quite upset when I said the word tribe. Um, she did imply there was more than one. She did, yes. I also think that she implied that it was injured by whatever fell out of the sky. So I think going back there in the daytime 
I mean, if I Sylvia can interact with them, I don't know why it wouldn't interact with us. Well, if there are such animals out there, Zeno, uh, I'm sure they become much less friendly when they're injured. I mean, we don't know exactly how Sylvia knows about them, if they do exist, and how long she's been interacting with them. She could have known about them for much longer, uh, for a long time before this thing fell. True. I mean, whatever it is. If she was feeding them, I so mean, hard to believe. Perhaps. Did it perhaps look as though it had been injured by a meteorite? Well, it was burned. It was heavily burned on its on one of its sides, uh, face and side of the body. It, it looked pretty injured. John, I've been here in Montana for a few months now. Have I noticed any weird patterns in Sylvia's behavior in the months past, or is this very much just recent? Um, it. She has seemed this weird the entire time that you've been uh, here. Um, so she's been elusive right. and um, keeps making excuses to to not have you come visit sure, sure. the ranch. Um, yeah, she's just been really uh, evasive. Right. She's been this way for months. So yeah, so if if Cornelius is accurate in what he saw, these these creatures could have already been known by Sylvia. She could have already have a uh, kind of some kind of rapport with them, yeah. a relation a relationship. So they trust her even after their burns. But I mean, you saw the reaction, the hostile reaction, obviously to Cornelius and Zeb uh, in the manner that. But we didn't them. see it. They saw it. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, we might have startled it. I don't. It might know. have been looked, as frightened as they were. Yeah, it was really injured, and the injuries looked. It did. It did not threat. pursue the attack. It seemed to be trying to get away. The yeah. thing, it would seem the strength of the thing is tremendous. It was not it was, many things that could knock over a tree. Oh, question for the keeper: uh, from the image shown of the beast, uh, it it looked to be very big, uh, like. Ballpark was was my guesstimation eight foot tall, like about right. Yes, and and you felt like that was possibly a conservative uh, okay. guesstimation, but you didn't want to sound completely crazy. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if the park rangers have noticed anything. We can ask them. There might be footprints. Well, the, uh, we're, we have a plans to go talk to the person in the fire. Uh, tower. He's one of the rangers. The, the rangers just man the fire tower. So yeah, Bob Marshall. We'll see what he has mm -hmm. to say tomorrow. But maybe when it's light, uh, we go back. We look for the book, and then we go and footprints to the fire tower. Game master, um, do we know what radiation is? What the concept of radiation would be? I was just looking up Marie Curie's death to try to figure out whether we would realize that it wasn't, yeah. I, I don't mean, think could, we know yeah. yet. All right. So something, obviously a huge fireball must have burned the creature. Yes, I agree. We should go back tomorrow and find that book. And I also think that we should not tell Zebedee that we found it. 
even if he's psychically linked to me and he's listening to everything that I'm saying. <laughs> somehow. Impossible. Even though he's it's remarkable the number of things you seem to believe in, Dr. Helen. One must have an open mind. If one didn't have an open mind, scientists would never have discovered half the things that they discovered. Given my recent experiences, the idea of having an open mind is particularly repellent. Well, you have special circumstance, of course, but who would have guessed that there was a dream world? Hmm. Dream world? Oh, oh, oh ba uh, Professor Baxter, you, yeah. Yes, dream world, and for that matter, who would expect that one's colleagues and friends would consume one's brains? True. Yeah, that's a... uh, Keep up, Miss Thomas. <laughs> well, gentlemen, do you by chance still have any of the uh, the draft with you? How did we resolve that question? Two I, of us were trying to steal it. I don't think that we brought it with us. I, I think, think we, you guys... We, we spirited guys, it away to our places. But. You guys had the box that had 10 bottles in it. And then and there were nine. Used, huh? And then there were nine. because one there were nine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then you had the nine. Then you used five of them. So there were four remaining. So you had the four, but I don't think you brought them, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think you brought them to Montana. I think they're still back at um, uh, Myron Dexter's home. Yeah. 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 I mean, if we if only, could, you know, a quick field trip to Ulthar would clear a lot of things up for Edith, but if we don't have it, we can uh, 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 <laughs> Miss Thomas, they're talking about drugging you. Sending you on a trip. We're talking about a mechanism that, if it were available, would allow you to understand that we're not as mad as we sound. Uh, the recipe, of course, for that is in the book that you left in the forest, Cornelius? I looked for it. It was dark, and there was a big creature out there. We were trying to get Zeb to safety. It was Zebedee that brought him, brought him yeah, with him. I did not bring it. That's a fair point. I was uh, when I when before we left from base camp, I tried to get it and hide it from him in safekeeping for this trip, but I believe he had snuck it out with him. What did we do with Devermis Mysteries? It's oh, still it's I, still at yeah, the observatory. I, I I left it where uh, okay. I was reading it. I just tucked it under the mattress where I was reading it before leaving. I, I read it. I spent well, quite some time reading, like several hours before coming up here. And now we're probably all incredibly exhausted. Yes, I said, I'll um, stay up late, sleep in, and change your schedule. We seem to be well on our way. Miss Thomas, can your mother afford to keep feeding a family of enormous hominids? And what were they doing before her largesse, do you suppose? I, Sylvia can barely afford the land she's living on. I can't imagine she could feed in a family of large creatures. Maybe that's just how she's made friends with them. Does she like to go for hikes, walks out in the woods? Maybe she just stumbled upon course. them and then, like, like I might do with a squirrel, I just you know, mm. give it a little food and get closer and closer and 
Or you could just be strolling through a cemetery and join some poetry and come across a stranger. Well, let's get back. All right. Get some sleep. So you guys head back to the observatory? Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I, I make sure that the doctor uh, has the uh, our phone number, contact information. Yes. Yeah. He knows to, if he needs to reach you, he can use the switchboard to ring the observatory. Perfect. Well, use the shortwave radio. To, I was to just going to say, he, 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 can, he can call the mail guy who can then radio us. Yep. All right. Yeah, Buffington. Hank Buffington could do it. Okay. Uh, so you guys uh, head back up to the observatory. It's, uh, it's pretty late. Yeah, it's like getting close to 2 a.m. And... Uh, you know, there's a lot of travel lag and you guys are ready to to crash and sleep in late so you can be up late tomorrow because tomorrow is technically a working day for the observatory. Probably at the moment, all we can hear is the whole house rattling with the sound of two Russian men snoring as loudly as possible. Quite. Part of my consideration in choosing the stable, actually. I think I'll join them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Exhausted. Okay. I'm going to bed. Okay. Now, uh, prior to this uh, excursion, this evening's excursion, um, Cornelius you had been studying uh, a portion of um, Divermis Mysterious and uh, you've been able to uh, ascertain some information that uh, you can take this with you um, as you go to sleep and then um, share it if you so desire in the morning. Many times this great body has passed our home but invisible, it goes undetected. Great disaster and catastrophe have preceded its coming and followed in its wake. And many are the sorcerers or astrologers who have foretold its coming by the sign of hairy stars. The passing of time of the time of the serpent people is but one of the disasters recognized and brought home. Mighty Abon perhaps learned his wonders from the remnants of the destroyed peoples, yet know but a tenth of what they had learned. And they did learn the secrets of he who passes in darkness. I will happily share that with everyone in the morning. So, uh, come morning time, um, you guys can hear you're you're kind of awoken a little earlier than you really wanted to get up but you can hear the um uh, 
the the shortwave uh, buzzing, you know, ringing, if you will, uh, over in the observatory. So it's probably 10 a.m. I'll go answer it. Uh, all right, Edith, you go and answer the shortwave. And Dr. Long is here too, isn't he? Yep. Right. Long, very you were... Very rude awakening. Yes, because <laughs> it's very loud. It's very loud. Um, so the two of you are in the uh, the radio room, and, uh, and you hear uh, Hank Buffington's voice on the other end. Uh, Edith. Yes, Hank. Good Edith. Morning. Yeah, yes. I got a I got a note from uh, 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 from the doc. Uh, I wanted me to uh, pass it on. Um, it seems I'm, I guess I don't quite understand this message, but I, I guess uh, one of the visitors was uh, brought in, kind of busted up. Uh, he, he seems to have taken off. Damn it! So <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you, Hank. I am Appreciate out the it. door and I'm getting everybody up. <laughs> oh my God, Dr. I Long. Over, I walk over and I kick Cornelius while he's sleeping. Or uh -huh. like kick the couch. Zeb ran away. Oh God. Oh no. Uh, this book, it seemed like it's calling to him. He's, he's really gone off the deep end. He's going to be coming back here for this book. He's going to be going up into the back mountains the to get the book. Well, he thinks... He thinks I have it, but he might actually be drawn to wherever its location is. We need to go get that book now. It, it's light enough now, right? Outside, you, you're saying it's it like is. It's yeah. It's yeah. 10 a.m. Um, so the sun is up. Yeah. Okay, so we need to uh, like just scarf down a quick breakfast and head back. We've got to find that book, and also when we're there, we can look for footprints. Uh, I mean, a, a creature that huge has got to at least leave something. Anyone want to go with me? Of course, of course. You'll need the truck. We need, we need yeah, to find well, thank Zebedee. you so much. Edith. It's very important that we find Zebedee so that he doesn't hurt himself any more yeah. than he already has. I'll assume Dimitri and Vasily won't mind my absence for a day while I help the visitors. No, they have no they have no problem with that. They are probably going to go back to sleep as soon as this ruckus is done. <laughs> <laughs> they they are uh they are not uh pleased to have chaos introduced they they like having visitors but they they certainly wish you were more uh interested in in the observatory and their work all this chaos is uh is interrupting their uh their ability to uh sleep and then work i'll get them out of the house door <laughs> is everyone going yeah i am all right uh all right edith you guys jump into your truck what do you do um well we have that map uh dr long i'm assuming you still have the map that, that we found at my mother's house um yeah. i think you know yeah, where that, we, that we that we secretly borrowed from your mom's house yeah i still have it she'll be fine without it knowing her um I, yeah i'd say that that would be the best place to know you gentlemen know him the best mm -hmm. but that would be my suggestion so does does Cornelius share his musings on the book that he read? The uh, Divermis Mysteries. Stu? Cornelius? 
Oh, I yeah, he, I he's so he's so overwhelmed with fear for his friend yeah. that he's gone catatonic. <laughs> oh, sorry. I I um I yeah I divulge everything that I've been reading to the entire. Hmm. Is the thing you saw in the forest could it be described as a serpent person? That would be an uh, interesting coincidence. Uh, it, it to me, from what I saw, uh, it was large, hairy, ape-like. Uh, oh. uh, it it Dexter, looked like uh, Myron Dexter saw a serpent person. That's true in the Dreamlands. Oh, um, oh I don't think I saw any there. But uh, back to the passage of. Uh, of the, in Devermis Mysteries, does it sound like it's talking about a comet, something that passes by in the sky and foretells doom? And if it did, civilizations have been using the stars to predict the manner of things for years. Well, and uh, comets and some usually carry have. on such silly practices to this day. Uh, and uh, Dr. Long, um, assuming Cornelius uh, informs you verbatim what he had uh, uh, ascertained from uh, the book, the term hairy stars, you realize is an antiquated uh, term that in modern language um, would be a comet. Comet. Comet, yes. So Nemesis is certainly... But, but, but... Uh, certainly be what it's referring to or something like it. There's, why would history... Uh, even though they weren't astronomers, wouldn't they? Why would they record that disaster follows comets? What if there was something in the the tail of the comet as it passed by that rained down on Earth and I don't know poisoned people or caused some sort of disaster? Comets are are not quite like that. Whatever Nemesis is, it looks a lot like a comet. But it's not like any comet I've ever observed before. So something like Nemesis, or perhaps the same object itself, could be what they're referring to. And um, we saw uh, the doctor bandage Zeb up. Um, I assume he's got a wrap around his torso for his ribs and maybe a couple of other bound sprain sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we should drop most of us up at the approximate site and then drive to Garrison because he's not going to get very far. Well, depending on what time he left the doctor's house. Did, did they stay walking? I mean, he can't be going very quickly in his condition. How many miles would he have to walk? Probably oh, yeah, upwards of 10 miles. Oof. And it's uphill and turning yeah. and he's, he's something still on the road. Unless he, unless he was mad enough to steal a vehicle. Yeah, he could have done that. He he was very resourceful. He he could go through thick and thin back in the war, even but though the great duress. Don't you think that they would have made it very far? Yeah. Well, he's. It seems like he's being driven by by something beyond our our understanding. He he seemed to be obsessed with that book. Well, you can leave some of us up top, and then the other ones can drive along the road and see if you find him. 
Hopefully he won't be trying to hide. I, he, you know, he could have hidden more effectively by staying under the doctor's care and then he would have gotten a ride back up this mountain, but he's clearly not in his right mind. I'll, I'll stay with, uh, doc, with Cornelius and look for the book. No, Cornelius should probably be on the Cordova pickup team since oh, there. Yeah. He's the most trusted. Perhaps we, Dr. Long and I can then look for the, the book. No, I'm happy to. Wonderful. If you don't mind, well, whatever, Edith, if I could go with you in the truck. Yes, of course. Three, at least three of us should be in the woods. I don't know about what, what what might be there I would well, then, uh, for just two. Case well, I thought that anything that showed up, you could fight it off with science. You could simply disprove its existence and suddenly it would vanish. I would expect though, given that Sylvia was delivering her six crates of vegetable matter after dark, and that they haven't been noticed by the local population suggest that these creatures are nocturnal. Maybe. Nocturnal we, and perhaps whatever injuries they sustained are sensitive to sunlight. Maybe. We, we were tired, we were sleepy, we were all drunk, and uh, maybe it was just a person that in the, the darkness Cornelius and Zebedee exaggerated. I, I, I wasn't drinking. I I was studying the book all night, drinking and, tea. And four of us couldn't really lift that tree a foot. I'll go along with whatever everyone else wants to do. I would think you'd be excited to see another non-human biped. <sighs> I've seen so many. I've seen a giant spider. Oh, I remember uh, that story. Cannot, cannot unsee that. I'm surprised right. I'm not armed. <laughs> so you guys are driving away from the observatory, heading, uh, you know, kind of back towards Sylvia's ranch. But then there's that that fork where you can either turn south and head towards Sylvia's ranch, kind of keep going forward. And kind of that'll turn towards the uh, the fire tower, or kind of make a right, start off roading, and going back uphill towards that ravine and the crash site of the the space rock, if that actually happened. Um, and that's you know where the book supposedly has been lost, and where you suspect if he had made it uh, where Zebedee's head. So so you're kind of at that intersection. What do you guys want to do? I think we head for the ravine if that's the where the book yeah. is. Yeah. Fine. Baxter cut Baxter Long and I will look for the book. Right. And then uh Edith and Cornelius will go look for the Cordoba. But you're gonna drive a little bit to drop you off so you don't have quite so much right. of a yeah. climb and then okay. So you're gonna drive up towards the ravine for a little while right. and then stop and then drop them off. Probably when the terrain, to town. yeah, yeah, and we can assume that your truck probably, you know, where it kind of, you know, was unable to make it. That's probably its limitation, sure. right? Sure. So you get back to that spot where the previous night you pretty much, you know, kind of couldn't make it any further. And as you do, as you get up to that area, 
you see a motorcycle uh, laying on its side over there, right? Pretty much right where you, uh, you know, had to had to ditch the car, the Very truck sick. last night. There's a motorcycle laying on the ground. Cuthbert, did, uh, did Cordova learn how to ride a motorcycle in the war? He was very crafty and very able at getting through anywhere in, in the high lines. Is it a Harley or an Indian or a... Sure, it's an Indian. I think, Cuthbert, you should get in touch with the doctor about that facility in Helena um, before Cordova gets himself killed. Or... Oh, there, there, if we go back east, there's a wonderful place in Arkham. There are great things about their psychiatric care. Yeah, he, he needs help. He needs help. Uh, I can't see my friend get any worse. We need to find him and then get him the help he needs. All right. Well, let's let's get going. Well, the rest of oh, um, so the truck won't go. The truck won't go any further north from here. And there's no point in you guys going somewhere else. So. Now, if we think he's here, then we may as well help you look as well. Right. We could fan out and call his name. That's all. Maybe we'll get Cuthbert in the middle. Zebedee! So you guys start fanning out like in a in a uh, uh, skirmish line and kind of working your way up. Towards the place where we lost the book. Towards the place where you lost the book. Towards okay. the fallen tree. Um, I need everyone in the skirmish line to uh, give me a listen roll. Look, I passed a roll today. 46. Nope. <laughs> Regular success. 48. A pass. Fail. Those with a, a those with a successful roll hear a kind of not too far over the hill. Here's something. Heard it too. Not too far like over the hill. So everybody just be quiet. Let's see what it is. Okay. So who wants to go and check it out? Cornelius? Going alone? Oh. I'm going and also keep her from watching you. <laughs> and your sudden noises. <laughs> Um, anyone who wants to go and check out the noise, give me a stealth roll. Oh my! I'm staying put. <laughs> I uh, I passed. I blend with ah. the forest. Oh, do I burn for? Burn for? Uh, uh, <laughs> sure, that's easy for you. <laughs> okay, I burn for and I pass. Fantastic. So the two of you quietly and stealthily make your way up to kind of look past a small rise and beyond the rise, you see the source of the noise. You see a large brown bear and um, it is uh, uh, on all fours and its head is like uh, uh, buried in a carcass of a buck um and it's just kind of rooting around and it stands up 
and you can see one of its claws kind of hooks into the antlers of the of the buck and as it you know rears up on its hind legs you know kind of raising its arms its forepaws um the the severed skull of the of the buck is tangled in his claws and so he rises basically holding this skull of a buck and you can see him his nose uh actively snuffling the air as he thinks there might be something around you guys also notice that his eyes this bear's eyes have a complete uh milky white fog over them and uh it is just covered in gore and foam from the mouth and uh and it looks it looks pissed horny is that what you saw last night i'm i'm certain i'm, I'm certain it was not a bear it stood clearly on two legs and it was moving like an ape not not like a bear i've seen well, bears before it's kind of dark though look at the size of it uh, we need to be careful does it look blind yeah, it looks like it has cataracts heavily or something. I'm not sure. But it doesn't look like that old of a bear. I mean, it's a full-grown bear, but... And then would... satisfied that it didn't catch a scent, it maybe it mistakenly heard or smelled something, it drops back to its all four paws, the skull skitters away, and it, it buries its face back into the, uh, into the carcass and just starts rooting it around. You can see the carcass shifting around as the bear is just violently going at it to uh, to consume it. We need to get some big sticks. Yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna slink away from it. Okay. There's a bear over there. Let me say to everybody. Yeah, a bear over there. Bear. Over there. And he's. Did you, scare a, it? Did you scare it off? No, it's eating a big buck and it's it's like using the buck's head as a puppet. Uh, wait. So the big brown bear's eating a big buck? That's that's not normal behavior, is it? Uh, they're scavengers. They'll eat whatever they find. Oh, so it might have the buck might have been killed by something else? Could have been. And it's not, you know, foaming at the mouth or anything like a it rabbit seemed, animal. It, well, I don't know. It does seem blind. Its eyes are milked over. Wait, wait, wait. Because this, because it's also been, been injured by. The, Maybe. The um, I'm just afraid. What we, what do we? Are any of us armed? I, I am. I could scare it off with a couple shots. Make sure you scare it in the other direction. Well, well not, not not shoot it. If we shoot it and and wound it, it would get angry and attack. But if if we just made a very loud, startling noises, that usually would scare them off. Uh, my pistol's down at the observatory. I didn't think uh, we'd be meeting anybody. They don't like humans, so if it smells us, it'll probably run the other direction. Um, if we make a lot of noise, it, it'll probably run in the other direction. Yeah, it most likely will. Yeah, almost. Definitely. We could find the fallen tree and the book under it and get yeah. away from this bear's territory. So if we could find Sebedee, we were calling out for him and the bear didn't seem to notice that. You are not in the ravine yet. You haven't made it that oh. high yet. Okay. Yeah, we, we need to pass on. Bear to get to the ravine. 
No, you can you can go around. It, it, it was off to the side a bit. It was just you heard a noise as you were advancing uphill. You checked out that noise. You backed away from it. You successfully didn't attract attention to yourself. So it is possible if you so desire to just keep on going uphill. But you never know. You don't know what this is going to do now that it's, you know, it's here. But remember yeah. that it's there. Keep keep an ear and eye open in that direction. Yeah, and don't uh, start the vehicles and then stand around gabbing next to them. Well, if there was if there was a substantial amount of meat left, it could be there for hours. And then most likely it'll just fall asleep from all the food. Yeah, but it, it would probably go to its its dwelling and, and fall asleep. Yeah, we can keep an eye out for bear spore as well as Sasquatch uh, tracks. Sasquatch. Giant, giant bare feet, I suppose, is what you're looking for. Oh, bare feet is one thing. I don't know what a Sasquatch I mean, or ape-like. Giant feet. human, unshoed feet. Yeah, more humanoid than bear. Well, let's press on. Hopefully, we can find both Zeb and the buck. I really want to find Zeb. Later, perhaps, Doctor Long, we can get back to that tongue twister you were working on there for a moment. Big bad bear eats the big brown buck. Big brown bear bites big brown buck. It makes the big brown bear bleed blood. All right. All right. You guys continue heading uphill. You make it to the ravine. And uh, you guys can clearly see someone is rooting around in the brush where the tree has fallen. Zeb. Zebity. I'll head on over straight away zeb due to your injuries you may make a uh spot hidden roll with a penalty die okay and you've got to stop screaming <laughs> oh one whoa one now he's gonna get a 94 and a 39 i had to make sure that was a pass because I know I took a hit on the spot. All right. But it's just by one, still a pass. All right. Uh, So just as your friends are coming up and you hear your name being called, there it is. Just turns around and starts reading. Why the hell did you come out here by yourself? Um, What's wrong? If I if I pick it up, I will then probably run away. <laughs> no. Broken ribs. Well, I say run, more like hobble. <laughs> very slow. <laughs> right. I I am a very very slow man, but I will start making my way after him. And I can hobble too. Yeah, Zebedee can't move that. Zebedee might say he's running. He can't move that fast. You guys can easily catch him. Stay away, you fiends. Whose bicycle is it, Dr. Cordova? My motorcycle. What motorcycle? Does he have his glasses? Probably not. No, No, I don't. Good, he can't read. 
Look, Zebedee. That. <laughs> Zebedee, we're just going to take this. No. And we're going to get you some help, okay? Let's get him into yeah. the into the truck and get him back. Just look to the me house. in the eye. We'll be fine. <laughs> Zeb, there's a better way. There's a better way you can than uh, than this. We can you can read the book, but we just need you to rest first. It's it's tearing you to pieces, Zeb. Look, you've got broken ribs. You're injured. You're in a bad way, Zeb. You, you stole a vehicle. You, you can't have a book. It's no, 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 no. Ah, uh, no. Let him it's keep my... the book. Just get him into bed. Yeah, we yeah we need to get you to rest. And and you, Zeno, you're a sham. You're a sham. Am I? I think everybody well, knows that. Well, at least that. at least something positive has come out of this. All right, Zen. <laughs> but we're your friends, and we're trying to care for you. Wait, what's that up there? No, no. What? Look uphill. What? Something's moving around. Is it the bear? I don't know. Something. I don't know. I just see trees rustling. Um. Let's move away. Uh, hopefully, it's not the bear. Grab a stick or something. I'll I'll, I'll draw my thirty-two. Far away from the car. I mean, you're you know ten minute hike from the car. What's is? Hopefully, Zebedee doesn't fight us too much. Let's go. Except as long as you don't take the book from me, I will follow you. There, okay, yeah, come on. There's a bear yeah. up here, big one. Yeah. Come on, Zeb. So I'll I'll get on one side of Zeb. Hopefully, someone else can help me with Zeb. Zeb can keep the book. Just we need to make sure Zeb safely gets in the truck. Cornelius, you lied to me, Cornelius. Zeb, I've, Did, he didn't lie to you. The book is fine. Look, the book is fine. The book is fine, Zeb. We need you to be safe, Zeb. We want you to live a long and happy life so you can read many more books just like this. Can we just, can we go? Can we go? We, we are walking as we're talking and walking. We're talking. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but this book is the only one for me. It calls to me, Cornelius. Calls. And you can read it several times in a row. Just, I can, can get us to the dreams. You can't, that sounds... Isn't that... This, isn't that where you, isn't that where Bob thinks that the rock landed? Where yeah, the noise is coming the, from, back there? Yes, that's where, that's where the rustlings come from. If we can go to the fire tower, we can, may, might be able to get a better look. But I don't want to stick around and find out whatever's rustling those leaves. Sure. <laughs> I do want to be in the back of the group as we're moving forward. And I'm going to keep looking back in case I catch a glimpse of something. And if it's the bear, I'm going to scream like a little. I won't say it. When like we girl. when we come back to look for the rock or whatever that fell, we should we should stop off in garrison and buy some hunting rifles. It's like thirty of them. Thirty. The book, the book will protect us. We we do have to take that motorcycle back before the sheriff visits. No, do you remember no anything about where you got the motorcycle? Just no, put, it, don't. put it in the back of the truck with us and then we'll 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 take it back and I, just say I can't we're even sorry. remember stealing it. Somebody will report it. How do how do Zebedee's bandages look? 
Has he started bleeding anywhere as a result of his exertions? Uh, most of his injuries are internal. Uh, so his bandages were meant to just basically keep things from jostling around. Um, and he's doing a very poor job of following medical advice. Yeah, yeah, he's probably. This is the exact opposite of bed rest. Yeah, we, we, yeah, Zeb, you, we need, yeah, we need to get him to, to care, a care facility. Now he's I can speak to my friend. Yes, my friend. Bleeding out inside internally. We need to get out of here quickly. It, it, it's fine. The book will keep me safe. I mean, I certainly kept you safe from that tree last night. But, yeah. but and I'm actually, alive. that's my brother's book, you know. But it's, but it's cause for me. But were his fancy sunglasses smashed when the tree fell on him? Right. Right. <laughs> the sunglasses. Probably, yeah. Oh. Yes. That's I why I've been trying thing. to look at the <laughs> and not look. Like, this is part of the problem. <laughs> he does not have his. Yes. Yeah. Um, I see. Yeah, Zeb, you. Ha uh, yeah, Zeb, you've got a real, mm -hmm. real problem with eyes, right? You just yeah, don't that... want to look at eyes. That's why I'm trying not to look. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you guys uh, make it back downhill to the truck. The motorcycle's there also. Um, are you loading it into the truck? We're going to say that there's room enough for everything. We're not yeah. going to be worried about right. encumbrance rules. Okay. Um, so um, motorcycle in the back of the truck. Who all is in the cab? Who all's in the bed? Okay. Get Edith Zeb is driving. Zebedee in the cab with Cornelius. Yeah, I'm with Agreed. Cornelius. Okay, so Cornelius. I mean with, with Zeb. <laughs> all right, so Cornelius and Zeb and Edith are in the cab. Dr. Saladin, Professor Baxter, Dr. Long, are in the bed of the truck right. keeping the the indian from running into us and crashing into us as we're sure yeah it, it lays down and the handlebars allow it to kind of get wedged over the edge of the pickup truck bed so it's it's secure it's not going to move anywhere um all right so you guys are heading back downhill uh with the uh truck and what is your destination should we bring him back to Dr. Peabody or? We gotta bring him back. We gotta bring this motorcycle back. All right, then let's do that. Let's do that. Why? Like shouting uh, on, the back window. Oh, on the other hand, we could go back up to the observatory and just call, what's his name? Uh, the guy at the the, um, the post office and say, the, the motorcycle's up here. You know, our friend is mentally damaged and We'll return it as soon as possible. Whoever wants it, whoever says that it's theirs. Well, look, we could, we could the go country. back, drop people off. I guess get Zeb some help, um, right. and then in the meantime, I can go with Edith to the fire tower. We already have a meeting scheduled. I would hate to miss it. Get a better look at what we're dealing with. All right. If we, how long of a ride is it to Helena? Is that is that like four? Hours. Four hours, hours. Yeah. yeah. Hours. I mean, we, we we need to we need to do this. Uh, Zeb's in Zeb's in dire straits. So you guys are you guys are heading uh, back down out of the out of the the four by four portion of the drive. You've made it back down to 
the uh, the rutted, you know, rough, you know, roughly uh, roadway, if you will, um, this far off the beaten path. Um, and so you can, you know, from this perspective, as you're heading downhill, you can make a left to go to the observatory. You make a right to go to the fire tower. You can go straight, which would be basically adjacent to Sylvia's ranch and then follow through if you if you so choose to head to Garrison. So what is your intent at this intersection? Did we take Mr. Cordova back to the doctor? Not yet. You just now came. Yeah, no, know, I'm asking. I'm asking. The oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking like me. Apologies. I don't think the doctor was going to do anything more than he could. Let's take him back so. to the observatory and put him to bed. Well, if we can get him to bed, I wonder if we should take him to Garrison, get him sedated again, and then think about how to get him to Helena. Yeah, he, he needs help. We, we could call, if there's a sanitarium in Helena, we could call them and they could send the Addy I'm not, I'm not deaf, you know. <laughs> you're in the, you're in the cab of the truck. These guys yeah, are we're talking in the, the bed. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm not, I'm up front. Sure. He, he, he needs, he's, he's a danger to himself. He's a danger to us. He's, he's yeah. who knows what he's going to do. Um, yeah. We need to get him into a, secure facility before he runs somebody over on a stolen motorcycle or smashes into a tree. Well, consider me selfish then. I'd rather not ride for four hours in the back of this truck. Um, what about, could you drop me off? <laughs> what about the police station? They can secure him in a cell until oh, he did that steal a vehicle. Well, until, until no, no, I don't mean have him jailed. I mean, while he is, so that he can't escape. He's he, he's he run has, away once. He, he's run away and committed a crime. Yes, so my, my point is in, until he gets help from Helena, maybe we contact them, they send somebody, we have the police detain him until they arrive. He can't take off if he's in a cell. He also needs serious medical attention. He, with all of this commotion he's probably bleeding internally i mean if one of those cracked ribs pokes something tender he wouldn't stop climbing the hill yeah so uh what time is i guess we paused at this juncture and we're like leaning out windows and chatting uh what time are you expected at the fire tower i they just know we're arriving sometime today yeah, sometime early afternoon time. i thought we mm -hmm. said because yeah. we were going to be up until the afternoon anyway. Right, so this would be exactly. to be there. So okay. what time? It's about, what, 11 a.m. now? Maybe noontime at most? Yeah. And Helena is like four hours or so away? Easily. Yeah. So if we got there, checked in, there's another hour. We still have a rental car in, in Garrison. Oh, yeah, good point. We're just going to drive it up to the observatory. I could bring yeah. the two of you to your rental car, Mr. Cuthbert, if you want to bring him to Helena. Yeah, I would. Cuth Cuthbert can't go alone. I... Yeah, so someone needs to drive. Let's all drive. go to Garrison. Uh, we'll buy some shotguns and shells so that we can go into the woods, even if the bears are unreasonable. And then you guys can go back to talk to the fire warden while we escort Zebedee to his. Uh, resting hospital so that he I'm can, fine. you can read in the comfort of your bed without getting any more injuries. 
and you will be fine. You'll be even better than that, Zeb. You're, you're going to get better, and you're going to be able to read and have a lovely life. There'll be happy places with happy sounds. Happy There's so much cotton candy in heaven, you wouldn't believe it. And no spiders. But all I need is the book. And, and would you really abandon me, Cornelius? My lifelong not, I'm, friend. I'm not, I'm not abandoning you. He's just not a medical doctor and you need more care. Yeah, and we're so, going to be back. Garrington, oh, Garrison, Guns, you guys go back and we go to Helena. Does that make sense to everyone except Zebedee? <laughs> oh, yes. It all makes sense to me, Mr. Baxter, Professor Baxter. Very good. I'm not insane. No, you've just uh, kleptomaniacal and um, have a number of damaged limbs. For, for all you know, someone lent me for a motorcycle. For all you know, you built the motorcycle out of spare parts you found because you don't remember this morning, Zebedee. But, but I'm glad you found the book. I was very concerned about that. It shouldn't be left in the woods. Well, it's mine. Uh, so, so we'll call Garrison. We'll call for yeah, Garrison. Garrison. Yes. Okay. Uh, so you make the decision and you begin uh, heading south for Garrison. Um, I'm going to say Saladin is uh, one, two. Baxter is three, four. Long is five, six. One, uh, three. So uh, Professor Baxter, you guys. Uh, the truck just begins to start rolling. And at the absolute last second, you guys suddenly hear a <laughs> as a Doberman pincher leaps, just comes darting out of nowhere. It leaps up at the truck and it, it bites uh, Professor Baxter and inflicts two points of damage. And the dog, the body of the dog just like, forcefully slammed into the side of the of the truck onto the bed and just the head came over and bit uh baxter and then recoiled away you know reflected off of the uh, off the truck and tore a piece of meat out of uh, baxter's you know back of his arm and you see one one of sylvia's uh doberman uh pincher dogs and it looks it looks mad enraged foam coming from its mouth its eyes are are a solid milky white and the creature uh has recovered after after physically slamming up against uh, uh the truck also i need saladin baxter and long to all make uh, listen rolls jump 80 i'm a little bit stunned i, I didn't hear a thing my senses but, are alerted by the giant gout of flesh that I'm suddenly missing. Uh, and the rabies so, that you so know. So I got Professor, hard. Professor Baxter, you uh, heard somehow through all this chaos, your, your brain zeroed in enough that you heard uh, the sound of a bone break uh, on the dog as it, as it slammed itself so hard against the truck bit you and bounced off and it recovers you can tell one leg is basically kind of dangling on the on the creature and it right. it leaps again for you guys 
what is for those in the back of the truck what is your dexterity and also edith as driver of the vehicle what is your dexterity in case you choose to make a uh, uh, an action in this do you want to know what it is or do you want us to roll for it what is your dexterity what it is oh. mine is 50 60 and 65. phillips is 50 and 55 65 65 okay the dog uh goes first and this time it's going to again same numbering because uh, it doesn't have a target it just wants to randomize and this time it attempts to leap at dr saladin the men in the back of the truck are sitting ducks. The uh, dog leaps again, and Saladin uh, ducks out of the way, and uh, it just snaps open air right where uh, Saladin's neck was. And it again, uh, falls to the ground and is starting to scramble to try and regain its footing for another leap. Uh, what do you guys moving? do? Well, ask Edith. She was just barely starting to get going when it suddenly came rocketing out of uh, the brush. And uh, and flung itself bodily Step the against hell the truck. The gas. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> slam on the gas. And just go. All right. Uh, give me a drive auto roll. <laughs> no, it's a failure. It's a failure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you slam on the on the gas and you're kind of in a soft gravelly gr ground and the truck uh, the the rear wheels are spinning gravels being kicked up but you're just not getting that forward momentum yet um, gentlemen in the back do you choose to do anything is there anything you can do I am going to is there a little window in the back no of the... no there's a great big glass pane but you can't reach through it uh no not unless you decide to break it all right yeah no uh, i was going to try to get a hold of my cane that i gave to dr cornelius, <laughs> cornelius. Uh, but i do not be... have anything to arm myself with <laughs> Is, wait we have to we still have the digging equipment back here from when we were Got you the do. There's cover. digging yes. equipment. All right. I armed myself with a shovel. Shovel. Dang. Yeah. Baseball bat shovel. shovel. All right. Uh, is there, um, what's that? A matic? It's got the flat blade on one side yeah. and the sharp on the other. So you can. Big pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to kill each other. I could buy that. Yeah. I could buy that. Uh, so you guys basically arm yourselves with uh, weapons of opportunity, which are readily available in the back of this uh, working vehicle. Um, and the uh, get away from the edge of the truck bed. <laughs> the the dog leaps, and again this time a totally new target, Doctor Long. Ah! It leaps at Doctor Long, and again uh, bounces harmlessly. Not harmlessly. You can hear uh, another crunch of uh, of bone grinding. Uh, in its broken leg as it tries to bite uh, Dr. Long and it bounces back. But in the moment when it's up there, um, you guys can fight back. So, yep, I'm um, going to attack it with a shovel. Go right ahead. Nope. I, I poke at it, but I'm. <laughs> 79 is not good. I feel um, like if it's leap leapt at him, I'm not going to try to swing a weapon in a moving vehicle in the direction of Dr. Long. I think this is a defensive weapon. Okay. 
I was trying to keep an eye on the animal, and when it leaped, I was going to try to meet it with the, the shovel. All right, go for it. Make a make a hand crawl attack. Ooh, 29. Is that a good one? Uh, fighting brawl 35. Yes, I I connect. So maybe okay. I just I not much force to it, but I keep it from getting into the D6 minus one. Six minus one. Six minus one. So five points. Five, yeah. Okay. Uh, and you can hear it. Uh, you hear the weapon. It was a pretty good hit. You hear it plunge into its flesh, and the, the animal doesn't seem to react very much. Edith, what do you do? Try and control the vehicle? Yes. Drive auto. No. <laughs> just a regular fail? Yes, just regular fail. Okay. Uh, all right. The uh, the the dog attempts to leap again at uh, Professor Baxter. He smelled blood. He's going to try and uh, get it. Uh, Baxter, you can do a fight back if you'd like. I shall. Oh, a failure. I, have a I had a successful hit for ooh, three points of damage. Oof. You're getting chunks. And then you're going to get the shots later on because you probably got rabies now. Uh, and uh, Dr. Space Saladin rabies. and, and uh, Dr. Saladin and, and uh, Dr. Long may attempt. Yeah. Same thing. I've lost my shovel. <laughs> it's a 100. That time I got a 94. So no. Gosh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Dr. Long, you have thrown the shovel out of the truck. Uh, Edith, give me another uh, drive auto, please. Is Zebedee reading the book? He's finally, yes. <laughs> All right. You finally catch ground. And not only that, uh, the tail of the truck swings and the rear tires just roll over and crunch the dog. And uh, everyone in the back of the truck can just hear it being crushed. And as the vehicle takes off, you get about, you know, 10 yards away. Looking back, you can just see that the dog has been, been flattened. Uh, by the truck and it, it it's just quivering in the road with an obvious uh nearly you know cut and twain from the uh from the tires it's uh eyes were the same as the bear yeah everything about yeah. the same as the bear has Baxter, it are you okay uh if, you know i've taken my tie off to wrap it around the chunk of my arm that's missing and uh i'm just sort of clunk you know, uh, I'm gonna need to see the doctor before Azeb does. Yeah, I can I, check you out. I was a pretty good first aider in the war. Better Just than read Cornelius. your book, Zeb. <laughs> I, I hate to say this though, but if exposure to the meteorite is causing this problem, the dogs weren't with Sylvia. And Sylvia's been up there too. Maybe she's being affected. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was one of her dogs, was it not? Yes, that was, yes. And I don't, they don't go anywhere without her. So and we've I'm... left the dog, we left the dogs back at the house. Yeah, I, I was at the house 
Baxter was at the house, and Edith was at the house, so we're fine. What if it's like a disease? Well, she's been more exposed than we right, have. Right, right, but the dogs? Maybe was she that, took them up there with her the days before. Was that Daisy or was that Duke? I think I think it was Duke. Philip, let me have a look at you. I'm, I'm a little concerned that Sylvia's out in those woods too. Like, why would the dogs be out there without her? You guys are right by Sylvia's ranch. FYI, maybe we should I, check on. We her. need to arm ourselves first. We need I, some. Yeah, I was, I was about I to need say shotguns or something. Professor Baxter is seriously. I'm, I'm I'm very good at first aid. Uh, uh, Professor Baxter, may I, may I, I have well, a look? Please, at that? can we get back to town first? I I that other dog. Could be I'm anywhere. also very good. I I, I think we should just keep going toward town. Get them okay. dropped off. We can check on Sylvia on the way back up. All, All right. right. I, yeah. I just wanted to stop his bleeding initially. We have to send the sheriff up here because there's an outbreak. And we have to be in garrison to do that. Is there a sheriff in garrison even? Oh, there's uh, There is a county sheriff and he, uh, uh, garrison is not the county seat. Uh, so he, co he comes through um, periodically. Uh, sometimes weekly, sometimes every other week. So, but Hank Buffington could certainly get a hold of him. We need some kind of militia. We got to take care of these animals. We need to get a message also up to Dimitri and. Uh... We're, we're supposed to speak with the park rangers. That's probably more their jurisdiction anyway, wild animals. Well, uh, one thing at a time. I think we in the case have... of an. A rabies outbreak that is virulent, it's probably everybody's concern in a rural community. Indeed. We need to get you medical attention, uh, Philip. We just saw those dogs, though, yesterday. Uh, rabies I, yes. doesn't progress that fast. I, I saw that they were happy and healthy dogs when when Baxter, myself, and Edith saw them. I think it might be something other than rabies. Yeah, that's too fast acting. Well, I hope it's something they have a shot for because I uh, have had significant contact. And I wouldn't want Myron's sacrifice to be in vain. <laughs> well, if you're lucky, it's not rabies and it's it's a toxin from the, the, the rock. Which you haven't been exposed. Let's just get into yeah, that. Sounds so much better too. Yeah. So your idea of luck is very curious. You might not have rabies, but you might have some kind of weird space disease. No, no, no. I'm saying that you haven't space been exposed. Herpes. You haven't been exposed to the rock. They have. We have no reason to think that the Doberman was. Except that he's Sylvia's, and Sylvia was up there. But I mean, if if the dogs got it from Sylvia, how do we not know that we could have got it from that dog? Yeah. If it transfers like that, if it's you know? a disease, It'll all be fine. did did the uh, the Sasquatch uh, was it foaming at the mouth? Um, it was did, diseased. Were its did eyes I, glossed over? Did did we see that? We we just saw that he was horribly burned and disfigured. Yeah. All, yeah. All, the creature. That you saw last night um, was disfigured. Its right arm, its right portion of its chest, the right side of its face was uh, practically denuded down to the bone. An eye was missing. 
um yeah it was pretty hard and there were boils in what areas that uh were you know horribly um yeah, yeah. but yeah it wasn't foaming at the mouth but it was just oh, sound mad oh crazy i'm with a bunch of crazy people yeah we're, we're getting help and then oh here zeb here why don't you get now zeb what did you have for dinner last night do you remember at all. I'm trying to engage Zeb in any small talk just to get him to stop reading. And uh, I will not uh, stop as we are going, hopefully, as fast as we can out of here. Make an opposed, I want the two of you to make a, opposed roles. Uh, Cornelius, you do fast talk. Zeb, you do pow. 10. No, pardon me, 12. That's 10 plus 2. Uh, uh, fast talk, fast talk, fast talk. I rolled 59, which is a fail on my power, so. Oh, crud. I don't have anything in a fast talk, just five. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, I, I, I can't afford to spend the seven lock. <laughs> then he's able to successfully ignore your, your blathering and uh, stay uh, absorbed in his book. Oh, crazy. All right, you guys make it to uh, to Garrison. What do you want to do in Garrison? Get them to their rental vehicle. Get Professor Baxter to the doctor. Okay. That was really about it. If you guys right, are the driving all the, the way to the, the rental vehicle is safe and sound, uh, parked behind uh, Hank Buffington. Hank Buffington let you guys like use his personal parking area behind the... Uh, uh the you know his place you know it's the mercantile. the mercantile it's also the post office and all that stuff so you know it's safe and sound back there so the car's there and then you guys can go to uh to the docks um so i guess we, we leave we leave baxter with the garrison doctor yeah if Zeno and cornelius will take zeb to Helena so he can get help and then Edith and I can buy shotguns and go pay a visit to Sylvia and then the fire tower. Maybe we should tell Hank about the rabid outbreak. And, and maybe, tell people about the rabid outbreak. And maybe Zeb should come with me to the doctor and get a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some... Doctor would probably be interested to know about an outbreak too. Yep. Yeah, and, and drop off the drop off the Indian. Yeah, because yeah, right. he's both a personal doctor and a uh, animal doctor. And also, the doctor would uh, be aware of uh, Zeb's condition and needing uh, the tranquilizer. And Hank Buffington is probably a good place to leave the Indian. It is. It is. Excellent. The Excellent. rightful owner will be able to pick it up. Just tell him and that we, we buy shotguns. It's all coming together. <laughs> Multitask. All right. We've got a plan. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So, um, well, Zebedee, you have uh, you have free agency. Do you wish to go and see the uh, the doc again? No. You have to come with me to the doctor, Zeb. Oh, look at he me. Can I'm give you something like... for the pain. Well, I, this... I, I'm going to roll on my intelligence for Sadly, he's smart. Okay, I'm going to go with you. I wrote a 95 on my intelligence. Yeah, I'm going with you. Fantastic. Once in a while, those dice second. work for us. Whew. A 90 in our, 95 in our favor. 
Uh, awesome. So, um, Baxter, recover one hit point from uh, the doctor's care for you. Uh, Zebedee, uh, you do have a tranquilizer uh, administered. Uh, the the game effects is uh, until the trank wears off, you have two penalty dice on all skill rolls. Uh, so pretty much uh, neutering you. Um, so we've done the uh, we've done the medical portion, and the purchase of shotguns is easy peasy because that is a readily available weapon with readily available ammunition. So I'll take a pistol because I do not have skill with a shotgun. Okay, you can get a pistol. Perfect. Um. I'm getting a shotgun because the base and shotgun is higher than the base and pistol. <laughs> but she probably doesn't have base. She probably has a, a better yeah, pistol. She has a yeah. better, maybe more pistol skills. I don't. <laughs> um, what kind of pistol do you want to get? Um, do, do one of those like revolvers. Thirty-eight. I don't, have the, I don't have the book. Yeah, thirty-eight revolver. I don't have the book right in front of me. Yeah, I have inventory. They're pretty reliable. Yep, it's reliable. It's uh, it's uh, readily 1D. available. One d ten, six uh, six okay. shots. Yep, okay. revolver. Better, better than my thirty two, which is a d eight. And then shotguns. And then shotguns. Um, shotguns are going to be. Uh, well, he has two available. Uh, he's got a. Um, 20 gauges for women. <laughs> he, he has a, he has a, there is a 20 gauge yeah. uh, ladies gun. Yes. And there's also the 16 gauge. Go with 16 gauge, I suppose. Oh, I don't okay. have that on my board. I have a 12 gauge on my board. What is the 16 gauge damage? Uh, the 16 gauge is 2d6 plus 2 slash. 1d6, 1d6 plus, plus 1 oh, okay. slash 1d4. 1d4. Okay. And it's got 11 shots? No. Why does mine say ammo? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. It's a double barrel. So right. you can... It's got uh, two shots. It has two shots. Function right. on it? Um, the malfunction is a hundred, mm -hmm. and, and, and the ranges are 10, 20, 50. Right, perfect. Thank and you. The cost is only 35 bucks, and and that's that's um 20, 10, 20 yards or 10, 20 feet. Okay. Yards, those yards. are yards. Oh, oh, good. So that's 60 feet. So that's like a good distance to stay in medium range, sure. All right, so we purchased. Did the doctor say anything about shots for me? Uh, or did I just get like bandage? Yeah. Maybe some stitches. Yeah, bandage. Yeah, stitches, bandage. Penicillin. Um, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of uh, uh, over-the-counter kind of medicine. All right. I'm just worried about effects. You will not be negatively affected by this. You're you're uh, uh, no you're not impaired. Okay. Um, 
And so there were two, only two shotguns available. Two types. Oh, two types. He has a rack. He has plenty. Yeah, there's there's plenty to be purchased. Oh, good. You know, okay. within reason, within reason, weapons are available. Uh, so it looks like a 32 revolver has been bought. A single 16 gauge shotgun has been bought. Is anything else happening purchase wise? I bought a shotgun. Yeah. Okay. So another 16 or to the 20? Oh, a 16. So a second 16. Philip? Yeah, I'll do that as well. A, a third 16. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've got the revolver up there, but I feel like if we're going to be in the woods with crazy animals, it's a lot easier to sure. stop it. And then Cornelius, you already had a weapon, but you're not going to purchase anything else, correct? Yeah, I, I had a 32 and I, all my ammunition is for the 32. So it's, okay. I'm just going to stick with the 32. All right. And so now we've got Zebedee uh, uh, well tranquilized. So now what are we going to do with Zebedee? Are, are, are some of you guys leaving to, to take him to Helena? I guess I got volunteered, so I'm one of them. Uh, Cornelius and I. Yeah, I, we might want, I don't know, and maybe one more. If he well, gets out of the car and starts running, I can't really run. But there was, I wasn't That's sure what you got the long. revolver for, right? <laughs> well, actually, he's he's sedated. He, he's going to be is, wobbling. He is him. well sedated. Right, Injection, got... and you've only got four hours to go, and probably the doctor can call this facility in Helena and yeah, say, okay. This yeah. guy escaped from my my uh, uh, from my clinic and stole a vehicle and ran into the woods. He needs to be yeah. He needs carefully help. padded. Yeah, carefully. All right. And is Zeb zonked out enough to where I can easily sort of slip that book out from him? Or if yes. There's, there's, okay, good. I'll just I'll actually be kind enough to him to buy a book of similar size in the store and just sort of slip that back so he can be snuggling a book and sort of having sweet dreams holding a book, but just not that book. Okay, uh, you have a book of poems that he's now uh, snuggling. <laughs> uh, Zeno, the only reason why I propose that you also go to Helena because I wasn't sure how long Baxter's uh, wound care was going to take, but it didn't take too long. All right, I'm the least useful, anyways. So, um, you guys have other things you need to do. All right. So, Dr. Saladin, Mr. Cuthbert, Mr. Cordova are getting into the uh, rental vehicle and heading to Helena. Correct. And for, they will be gone for many, many hours. So, I'm going to keep the spotlight with Edith and Philip and Frederick. Uh, so, you guys... Uh, have tooled up and you've uh, uh, said your goodbyes, your temporary goodbyes to the other team members as they head off for Helena. What do you want to do? How, do, how does Hank Buffington, while he's counting our cash, respond to the news that there appear to be, there appears to be an outbreak of rabies up by the ridge that we've seen uh, a brown bear, uh, Foaming and engorging yeah. itself Hank, on a buck. 
Hank is Hank is like, oh, that is very concerning. Um, I would advise caution and stay clear of any animals that you see that you think could be um, uh, ill. And uh, yeah, he's like, I will contact the uh, Rangers service and uh, get them informed so that they can um, they can do something about it. So not an easy task because you don't know how widespread the uh, uh, it's been, you know, how, how spread it is, you know, right. So, um, but, you know, thank you for the information. Yeah, there's, you know, there's all kinds of uh, diseases and things that go through the animals. And uh, this is, you know, certainly not good news, but uh, just be careful and uh, steer clear of, uh, of, the, of any of those animals and, and hopefully everything will be all right. Thank you. Um, and uh, I'm going to give uh, him uh, a 20 for himself and a 20 for the owner of the Indian to apologize for the inconvenience because Hank Buffington is our lifeline. He's, he's like, oh, well, thank you very much indeed, sir. Certainly. Thanks to you. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. Well, stay safe. So you guys get back into the truck. Off to and... Sylvia's, right? Yes, Sylvia's, and then the fire tower. Okay. We can all be in the cab, safe from <laughs> further uh, Cujo-like yes. experiences. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, so you guys head back up. And, uh, and you see the turn off to go over to Sylvia's ranch. Yeah, let's let, yeah, let's head that way. Okay. Um, all right. So you, uh, pull up towards her, her cabin and, uh, you see her truck, uh, you see part of it kind of, you know, behind, uh, but you see a portion of it back there. So her truck is here. Mm -hmm. Knock on the front door. Okay. Um, there is no answer. I've, I've, <clears throat> I've got my 38 uh, in, I guess, in the back of my pants in case anything sudden should happen. Um, uh, do you think we'll find her around back as, as we did before? That'd be my next guess. I, I want to keep an ear out for any mm -hmm. mad foaming dogs. Okay, right. and, and there was no answer to the knock, nor was there any barking. Correct. I mean, I guess our best hope is that Sylvia's out looking for the dogs and doesn't yet know that they're lost. Yeah, let's go around back and see if she's back there. Okay, uh, you go around back, and the pickup truck is back there, but she's not out there. Okay, I'm gonna like knock on the back door and like open at the same time. You know, Sylvia, okay. are you home? Yep. Door opens up as you're knocking it, you know, again, not locked. Um, and, um, you know, it's a pretty much like, you know, the cabin that you stay in near the observatory or outside of the observatory, you know, fairly open. There's, you know, very little partitioning of rooms and it's not like there's even a restroom in this building. You know, there's an outhouse back over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you, as you open in, you know, the kitchenette is right there. And then the living room is also basically right there. You know, it's just at the front end of the house. And um, 
you can see uh, she has like a, one of those, I think they're called Queen Anne, but it's a, like I got the wing back, you know, kind of tall chair, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cushioned, right? Tuft. And uh, you can see that uh, she's obviously sitting in it because you can see uh, just her arm on the armrest of the chair sitting there. I'll touch her shoulder. Mother, are you all right? Okay, so you, you'll have to come in due to the way sure. the chair is yeah, sure. you got to come in and you know come around to it because it's got some like you know edging or whatever on that chair and what's everybody else doing wincing at anxiety and drawing my handgun okay dr long what are you doing as they go in oh i am i'm at the door and i'm like i'm scanning the field I, I there's still one dog that's missing and i'm i'm a bit on edge so i'm just i'm trying to get eyes on that dog okay but just staying by that back door perfect uh and so phil do you go any deeper into the house other than the kitchenette or do you go all the way in also um i'm i'm to the point that i can see sylvia and what is evident of her chair which is facing i guess the fireplace yeah it's facing away from the kitchenette so you had to come into the house to come around and see her in the chair so i i can i'm you know keep i obviously you should speak to her first okay um so i'm sort of hanging in between all right so edith and philip uh go in uh, to speak with sylvia as you come around into the living room proper and uh, now you can see Sylvia sitting in her chair. You see Sylvia sitting in her chair, uh, except um, there is a perfect uh, circle cut from just above her eyebrows, right around her ears and all the way back around. So a perfect circle all the way around. The top of her skull is, is missing and it's hollow inside of her head. And even her eyeballs are missing. Each of you, please make a sand roll. pass lose one uh you know what no i'm sorry lose if you pass but yeah for lose both one. huh i mean this is a a very specific kind of trauma for both of us in different ways yes mm-hmm. uh and uh yep also lose one did you pass philip i rolled a five insane oh super good yeah uh, yeah, so you each only lose one, and you also notice the uh, the throw rug um, in front of the chair. As you look at the throw rug, um, it it's actually the other dog, Daisy, uh, except Daisy has been um, disassembled. Uh, and so you see all of her skeletal structure laid out perfectly on the floor uh, right next to a intact uh primary nervous system has also been laid out on the floor her flesh has been flayed open and laid out like a like a rug uh and all the little bits and pieces and two eyeballs sitting uh in front by her snout each of you please make a sand roll for seeing the dog pass lose one i know four lose one bad time for these necessary critical successes 
so there's Sylvia in her chair with no brain, no eyes, no top of the skull. It's just gone. And there's the dog fully disassembled and laid out neatly. I'm, I'm just like backing away in horror and screaming. So I know Dr. Long's hearing me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you stumble and fall over some furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Long, you hear Edith scream and fall. What, what's the matter as I very stupidly enter the house? <laughs> Uh, uh, Long, um, you don't, you're not a, you don't have a flask on you or anything. No, I, I'm afraid I don't. There's uh, what what is to be seen here is um, difficult to prepare you for. Uh, uh, Miss Thomas's mother is uh, has been killed, uh, as has the other dog, which has also been dissected in a manner that is. Um, very scientific looking, uh, very uh, disturbing. Um, (laughs) English no longer has a a brain. It's as though it was consumed by a ghoul. So if you want to look anyway. You know what? I've seen exposed brain before. I don't care to see it again. <laughs> so this you, time it's you back out. I we found the other the other dog's been accounted for. I'll I'll take Edith outside, taking care not to look. Okay, uh, Edith. Once outside, you just absolutely upchuck anything that you've eaten that day. Um, uh, um, Baxter. Yes. We got, got to look in the house. You got to try to find her journals or something. If she kept right. them, we got to know when right. she encountered whatever the hell fell from the sky. Well, what else might be out there? Ms. Thomas, was your mother uh, a person who kept a diary or a journal as a rule? Uh, keyword, did you? You don't think so, but you're not 100% sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There might be other correspondence. Also, if she's been feeding those things for a while, there'll be receipts or bills. Yes. Um, uh, I'll uh, see if I can find anything of import in the cabin um, and also look for any marks of who did this, you know, it's impossible to eviscerate a dog without blood spilling somewhere uh, and so on. And there is no blood. There's no blood on the floor. Yeah, it's very much like, uh, like a surgical situation, right? Like some very civilized, actors were studying her and her dog um yeah i'm gonna look in the house uh, you two should discuss um how we deal with the evidence when we're done i don't know that we want the civil authorities to treat your mother like a specimen etc um i'm sorry 
uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look around. Why wouldn't we want to call the authorities to catch the person who did this? I'm sorry. Um, of course. Do you think that this was done by a, a, a person, like a regular human being? What on, hell, what on earth else could have done this? Not, not anything on earth would have done this. Um, but if you think of, uh, 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 you know, Michelangelo, for example, his, the reason that the David is such an astonishing sculpture is because he performed so many uh, autopsies on cadavers that he knew every sinew and joint intimately. Um, and uh, Daisy in there is, is like a perfect anatomical study of some performed by something that didn't know what dogs were like inside. Or some crazy person? Crazy and very neat. So, uh, you know, I didn't see a tarpaulin anywhere on which the, um, I, yeah, uh, uh, you know, um, Mr. Buffington has been told to bring the sheriff up to see about things. So if you'd like the local sheriff to deal with this, then we will just explain that we stopped in and found things as they are. I wonder if there isn't a, I wonder if it's the best choice, but I'll leave it to you. I'm, if you so, don't, with, yes. Did the, did Dimitri have any association with Silas Patterson that you can recall? They knew each other in, in Providence. Yeah, who was the first to contact the Russians and bring them into the society? Let's see. Uh, uh, Philip Baxter. Philip Baxter. But you Kitten. don't recall, you don't have a memory of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, everyone, that Tuesday Academy knew each other. I don't know that there was a particular association. Um, I, I'm, if, Miss Thomas, you have no objection to me looking through your mother's things. Uh, oh, that's, that's fine. Thank you. Fine. You do a very thorough search of the house. It's not very big. And you don't find any uh, diary journal, notations, nothing like that. Those of you who are outside, Edith and Dr. Long, you guys may each also make uh, spot hiddens. 34 is a pass. Um, you're kind of pacing around, just kind of, you know, trying to burn off some some pent up energy after this uh, horrific discovery. As you're waiting on uh, Professor Baxter to finish his search of the interior of the shack, as you're walking around outside, each of you noticed um, some strange tracks in the ground. Um, each of you may make a natural world. Insectoid or crab, perhaps. No. Oh, four. That is an extreme success. It does seem to, uh, strangely, here in the mountains, 
it does seem to have um crustacean like appearances but not it, it's it's of a scale that would be unheard of for a crustacean and that's ridiculous uh for some kind of marine life to be here in the mountains you know I, I would agree with that it would be ridiculous um if it wasn't for the fact that i sacrificed a friend of mine in a dream place as some god at a lake so i don't know giant crustaceans out here in the mountains seem feeling a little too plausible uh, philip Edith, come take a look at this. What is it? I don't look. These marks—they look like. Uh, well, they kind of look like it's some kind of giant lobster of all things. Are there like any all... like dog tracks around these strange prints? There are lots of dog tracks. You know. Edith's, I mean, uh, Sylvia's tracks, uh, all kind of overlaid and intermixed, but these crustacean tracks seem to be um, a little more upper layered, you know, they seem to be on top of anything else. And um, uh, this is in uh, grab, uh, sandy mud, uh, yeah, not too yeah, not too muddy, but you know, soft earth. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's the um? How do they go? You know, what's the gate? You know, how cats walk in snow through their own paw prints ahead, so that they look like a biped, and if it's a four-legged creature, it might have a splay. It is uh, incredibly difficult to tell. Uh, because this seems so alien uh, uh -huh. it's impossible to know is this a biped a quadruped is it you know one or many uh, creatures and given that we know how much a doberman weighs and how much uh, mrs england weighed does this creature look like it's heavier it does seem heavier I, uh, and, I it, and it does seem, it, you know, if all things being equal, it's probably much larger than uh, than a man. And there's like some slight impression that the, these feet might be clawed as well. It's hard to make out. Definitely crustacean, though. Crustacean like. I mean, who knows what the Sisquitch uh, has feet like? Just because Zeno thought that they have. Bare feet, not bare feet. Uh, I, I don't know about any, Don't know the exact details or whatever they saw out there, but this. Yeah, this I mean, I would only say their footprints because of how they're located. They don't look like because they're on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I think something I, made and, them in wet and soil. I, and I think as you guys are pondering this after the 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 wake of the horrific discovery you've made. Um, the, the background music uh, intoning doom and mystery begins to, to swell as the camera fades to black and this particular episode comes to an end. Swell. <laughs> Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Holly Buto, 
Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, and myself with Josh, with John Hook as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.